Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, listeners. Goddamn, goddamn. I'm saying that because we have had quite a morning, had some audio issues. Um, then we got into a fight last night, but everything's, everything's cool now. Hey, listeners. Hey, hi, and low. And a special hey, hi, hello to all you patrons out there. Patrons, remember, it's only $1, $2, or $3 a month, or the well, home of the 78 cents. Uh, ben refuted that last week. But yeah, give a dollar a month. We love y'all, and y'all love us. You can find the link to the Patreon in the episode notes if you're loving the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. Also, we do a monthly book giveaway, and this month's book, I think Ben's going to post a video of us pulling that person, but this month's book will be going to Alexis Lexington. We will also be giving away Twisted Tales next month. Special shout out to the following patrons. No De La Luz, Ariel, Mimi, Sydney Griffin, Lexi, Charmaine, Roland, Tara Nolan, Lacey Schneid, Sachichi, Sachichi, Chantel Cardi, Danielle, Kelsey Marie. We're going to be shouting out those patrons every month. Now let's get started with the show. Mm-mm. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction, black fantasy, and just me and Ben staying on the same page as a family with Wiggles as well. Today for episode 93, we're going to be discussing the show, The Man Who Fell to Earth. It is co-directed by Jenny Lumet, Black Queen, and Alex Kurtzman, white man, but we love him. Um, it's also starring She Would Tell Egia Four and Naomi Harris. But before we get into that, Ben, I just, I don't know why. It just took us a long time to get to this episode. It, it's it's a day late, which I'm not even upset about anymore, but we, we're, we're getting to it. We're new parents. Yeah, so <clears throat> there are many different ways you can do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm of the opinion that if you break up a book chapter by chapter, you end up losing a bunch of, a bunch of listeners, right? And so... For me, I like to listen to things in completion. For example, I would like to watch the entire season of something before we discuss it. And Amber wanted to break it up. So I forced Amber to watch 10 episodes of the first season, the Showtime series. Absolutely phenomenal. We had a good time watching it. But it but, took out, I mean, 10 episodes is 10 hours. Yeah, 10 hours. It's they're like lo- 10 they're little movies. Yeah, they're beefy, beefy episodes. But uh, did you enjoy yourself? I enjoyed myself, but, now, I, but I you think... told me you're ready for to watch a new show. What's this new show you're about to watch? You're like, I need to binge a new show. Been well, I said I got to uh, catch up to season two of P Valley, right? P Valley because it's not. I mean, it's not new. I, I watched it last season, but I just it, when you are forcing yourself to finish an entire season of something, it just it just is exhausting. Even if it's a really good show, if you had to sit down and watch 10 episodes of Game of Thrones, like that's a whole day. That's a whole two to three days when you have a newborn. So I love, I, think, I love doing it. It's my favorite thing to do. She wild it liked does, it too. Well, I just think, and y'all can sound off in the comments or sound off, like find me in my DMS. It's not palatable for the audience to binge that whole thing with us. Well, we, so what that, we do so is we I, said, 
we discuss the themes, and if they want to watch it, they can watch it. I know, but I'm just saying, as a former high school teacher, it doesn't help to teach the whole unit in one day. It's like, let's chunk this into sections to make it more digestible. I forgot most of our audience is high school. So, yes, I, I apologize. I'm just saying, our, in general, it's, it's really a podcast easy. for it, high it's schoolers. It's the same reason why when you go to a play, there's an intermission. Like, you got to chunk things for people so they can understand what they're watching, they can process, they can think about it, they can jump back into it. I mean, you love chunking things all the time. If I came in the house and said, Ben, I need you to do the dishes. I need you to do the laundry. I need you to help me water the plants. I need you to help do wiggles. It would be hard for you to do that in one shabam. But when you break it up and chunk things, it's easier for you to do. True here's, or false? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. True the or themes, false? my question. The themes are pretty much the same throughout the entire season. So what if we cut this in half, you, we would have discussed the same themes. Well, the theme is different. the same in the house. Clean it up. Right. So, okay, so okay, if that is your if that is your stance on it, the next time I need multiple jobs cleaned, I'm gonna expect them all done in one sitting. Right, you, you drew a line. In the You're sand. talking about a single season of a TV show comparing to a season of of cleaning your home. What's the difference? The themes are the same. The characters are the same. <laughs> right, got them. But. I'll let, this I'll, is a moot point because I finished all you 10 did, episodes you did with watch you. All I was 10. held hostage in this house trying to binge I did not 10 a, hours I did of television. not hold you hostage. Yes, I've you never did. held you hostage I asked you so anything. many times, can we break this up into chunks? I'm a new and mom. I'm trying no. to do a lot of stuff. And you said no. So that's a hostage situation, <laughs> in my opinion. Anyway, um, I've been doing a lot with you. We've been going to birthday parties, cookouts, baby right. showers. I've been trying to live my life instead of just sitting in the house watching TV all day. But Ben, get great. But we have been going. But you, and you know what's funny though is that what, Amber. What is so funny? What Amber? What's funny? Amber will watch Mormon No More. Watch five, six, seven episodes in a single day. She'll watch. Um, you know, she'll binge watch her shows, and then if I want to watch a show. She struggles to binge watch, which makes sense because those shows, the thing is you're watching a show, you're taking, we're taking notes on it together. We're discussing it. I live for that shit. Amber's like, this you, feels but like you work live for, for you. it when it's your genre. It if is, you had yeah. to watch a day's worth of competition cooking shows, things I love I to watch, would, you wouldn't you I wouldn't would have to it. snort a lot of cocaine and you drink a lot of alcohol. So that's what I'm saying. It's or like uh, no, probably a downer. I'd have to smoke a lot so, of weed. So if you had to spend a full day doing what I loved with no break. But who agreed to do a sci-fi you. show? It was me, but I didn't know I was signing up to be. If we did a cooking show, I would have watched freaking all the house arrest watching science fiction and fantasy. We had a good time, y'all. We just we just kidding around. I know people always think like they actually hate each other. You know, people thought I was evil because we recently went to go see a folk bond. Uh, folk rock bands or like a Mumford and Sons. Uh, why am I talking like this? I'm trying to be more uh, charismatic and, and you know, blah. Because Amber, I made a trailer for the podcast. <laughs> she said I was really boring. It sort of hurt my feelings. Did I'm not it? boring. I'm not fucking boring. I'm exciting. I can talk. Just because can you be... talk in a weird voice doesn't make you more exciting. Okay. Why don't you just have better things let, to say? Let our teenage audience, our teenager, <laughs> our high school audience decide that. Um, I'm just saying, whenever a teacher got in the front of the class, I was like, today we're going to do a term paper. It, it didn't make it Well, you're a cynic. Exciting. You're a cynic. Yeah. Anyway, I would have I would have been down to that. But like, oh, I would have perked up. Or you could say, like, today is going to be an opportunity to really defend something you're passionate about. Who here is passionate about something? There's Blah. there's ways to... There's, you see, that this when people talk with their arm out like this... It means that engaging. they're serious. They're more yeah. engaging. Anyway, I, I could have I been a televangelist. 
You could in another life. Damn. I could I could have had a private jet, made way more money. The reason Amber brought that up is that we watched the award-winning film uh, <laughs> by um, J- with Jim Baker and um, Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. And uh, yeah, in the eyes of Tammy Faye, I, I caught the end of it, but um, it's it's Jessica you, Chastain is a, a she, real I think she won uh, Best Actress. She's great. Anyway, I we were talking about me being evil because we went to go see this concert and. Um, Basically, it started raining. You had to go pump in the car. And I was going to go with you. And you you explicitly told me it's totally fine. You yeah, don't is. have to go. But we didn't show that yeah, on, on the, this the TikTok power of video. Editing, the power of editing. And, and we're like, okay. Because sometimes we'll make TikTok videos. And one of us is very clearly the villain. And then sometimes it's pretty amoral. Like neither one of us is a villain. But then Amber will edit a video to make it seem like I'm the villain. Or me. Or me. Or maybe People she'll edit People love to hate me. Who, I yeah. love it. I think people love to hate in general. That's true. Yeah. They love to, to pick and hate. Uh, sort of like the the main um, antagonist in this TV show, Spencer Clay. This guy was evil. Yeah, he was. He liked to crush butterflies. Oh, my yeah, God. who does that? Who you crushes know, butterflies? I, you know what? That, that actually reminded me. One time we took a neighbor on a hiking trip when I was in high school. This neighbor. And her, to be fair, this neighbor's parent father was dying of cancer and has since died but we were at the end of the trail we're all tired and she just sits down and picks up a butterfly and starts peeling off its uh, legs what yeah and and my friend jacob was with me um jacob shout out to jacob awesome dude uh served in no he's Afghanistan. not an awesome dude he should have stopped the butterfly no, no, but, leg peeling no but J- jacob jacob was like what are you doing no no so he he asked her and i was like we were just so shocked and um uh me and my friend Jacob was like, this is this little girl. I think she was maybe in middle school and we were in high school. He was Evil. about to graduate. But he he was like shook. Both of us were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what kind of person kills a butterfly? They're just completely innocent. They don't do anything. They don't yeah. harm you. They don't. It's like the sequel to even, Kill a Mockingbird. Even moths. Like, sure, they eat your clothes, but just let them outside <laughs> or yeah, like, like yeah. figure a way, like, you know, this idea of we, the first instinct to just kill something is mm. so um, frustrating or just killing for pleasure is disgusting. You had a conversation with me once about how I like kill your joy sometimes. <laughs> Shocker, me, right? Well, the the setup is like, I'll be trying to do something with the baby. Or Speaking of killing of butterflies, wait, Amber kills finish. my joy. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Never so, mind. Let's I just, just keep going. I just thought it was so messed up to think. Speak of killing of butterflies, I don't think there's any comparison for for going. But anyway, you kill my joy. Go for it. I'm sorry to interrupt. That was that was not. Cool. It was. I'm not gonna say it now. Please say it. Nope. Mm-mm. Dang. Sounds like my mom just like fell. Can okay. If I, I apologize, I'm literally gonna finish this sentence, and you're gonna you're gonna support respect me. Right. This is y'all. This is real time marriage therapy. Okay. Sometimes in the house, I'll be really working diligently to finish a project, maybe a YouTube video, maybe even something like this. And Ben will just start playing his violin. We'll start playing his guitar. And 
I recognize that those things invigorate him and excite him. And he's passionate about the plank of the musicality and all of that. But it's really frustrating because when he does that, the dog will start barking because it hurts his ear. And then there's just this melee of mess and chaos ensuing. And I just like need him to stop so I can finish this. Um, And so one time, so obviously I make him stop with my words and you know, it just kills his spirit a little bit. And so I, you told me that one time you were like, you know, it just really like, you kind of kill my spirit a little bit whenever you just tell me like, stop playing, stop, blah, 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 blah. But I think, you know, therapy and just talking and listening to each other is starting to teach us that like, there's a time and place to play those things. And the joy of Ben needing to play those things like is important and and I do want our, our home to be filled with music. And I do sing loudly at any given point of the day. And you don't tell me to do Any stop. given point of the day. Any given Sunday. So what I was trying to say is that I'm sorry for sometimes killing your joy. And I think sometimes, like, we, I, I need to look at that sometimes as seriously as I would, like, killing a butterfly. Oh, wow. Well, that's, wow. You know, because it's I so, e- like, because a butterfly is this, like, beautiful spontaneous rhythmic thing that yeah. just floats and think, when someone just smashes it it's like oh it was doing nothing butterflies are also quiet, quiet. uh so that's, that's a little bit that, di- it's a little bit different where the comparison breaks down that's where the comparison uh the analogy falls apart but yeah so i'm going to just try to mentally start thinking about your talents as this beautiful butterfly i think it's also difficult because we work from home now yeah and there is no separation between work, play, and hang out and everything else. And so mm-hmm. you cannot, and since we do live in a two bedroom, it's like 900 square feet. We live in a very small apartment, which I love. It makes us be uh, more intentional of whatever we buy. It makes us you know, cleanse and clear out places. So I think living in smaller spaces, especially considering our environment and um, basically we're going to have anything below the equator. There's going to be food wars, all this, which the man who fell, the man who fell to earth gets into. This is me. Reel it in. Reel it in. It is important that we sort of make these schedules around it like, is. hey, I'm going to play at this time. Can you not? And I, you can't just go and play. And I think everybody learned that lesson during the pandemic as well. It's like, yay, we get to work from home now. But then the lines of like, when does the workday start and end begin to blur? Or even one time somebody on the Internet said something to me like, you're a stay at home mom. Like you should be getting these things done or whatever. And I was thinking like am I a stay at home mom or am I just working from working, home with a child? Like with, that, there are two very different things. Like, and I'm, and I'm not saying that a stay at home mom does not work hard. Like homemakers obviously are at home doing laundry, dishes, ca- childcare, whatever. But, well, but I'm sort of doing those things. We're, since we're both right. at home, we're sharing that responsibility, which you have to, because there are certain um, things that you create that I don't have the eye for. So yeah, you're not. Yeah. I don't. You're I both a like, stay at home. Stay mom. at home, mom. You're like I'm a, a hundred. Yeah, you're a hundred percent working at home, and then you're a fifty percent stay at home mom, and then I'm a stay at home dad, a hundred percent working at home. So yeah, there's 
uh, how you navigate that mm-hmm. is going to be really tricky for us, I think, in the future. So uh, staying at your parents is we have a huge, I mean, huge. crazy. Yeah. We're like, it's probably about what? We're in like th- 4,000 square feet I know. of house. We're currently, yeah, um, in Athens staying with my parents. And it's really nice because when we do want to like record and edit and get things done, my parents are a huge help. But I also think like, you know, not to give couples out there advice because I really, I mean, this is a, again, like the stay at home thing. This is a podcast where we are married, but it's not a marriage podcast per se. But if I could give one like note of things, I think something as simple as like, those moments during the day, like, you know how I am. I'm like, can we just watch something that is not productive? Like, can I just get one family hug a day? Like, just you, me, and a wiggle sandwich that's not recorded, that's just, like, a feel-good. Like, I think, like, those moments of just joy and and pause are really getting me through in the best way. Oh. Yeah, like last night. You have great hugs. We we cuddled in bed. Your we, chest is hairy, so that's a drawback. I prefer furry. Your chest is furry. Thank but you. You are an excellent hugger. I yeah, try to give you two two hands, four hands if I can help it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or three hands if I can help it, I guess. Did you see that video the other day we posted and somebody commented um not Did to it be just not to be a me? perv, but it just wave I think it just waved at me. And I went back and watched that video. Bit. It was waving. You're a little, you're, your um, friend. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> I was like, what? So yeah, give me a little wave down there next time we hug. Anyway, yeah, we have been doing a lot of fun events in Athens. And it just reminds me just how much I love people. Like we are such social creatures. And I, I just didn't think about how, I wouldn't say we're isolated in Chicago, but just the nature of it. Like, people aren't constantly having events around me. I don't know. My my Chicago friend base, like, we're all kind of just always busy, busy, busy. And so... Maybe they are having events around you, but they're not inviting you. No. People love inviting me to parties. You by default. Also, let's get back to the nudity thing for a little bit. Okay, so... Wait, when were we talking about nudity? About, about my penis waving. Oh, fur yeah, you weren't like new, everything. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let, so let's get back to Ben's penis. Go yeah, on. back to my penis. So there's this great scene in uh, The Man Who Fell from, to Earth where he, he's an alien trying to, basically the premise, he's an alien trying to learn how to be human. And he just walks out naked. And that scene just spoke to me. He's like, the temperature is totally fine here. And being in Athens, being in Georgia, it's so freaking like hot and warm all the time all that the time. you don't really need to wear clothes. But because our weirdness around naked bodies, I got to put on a fucking shirt and I got to put on pants and I got to put on underwear. It's, we should just all be more comfortable walking around naked. And I know we're not there yet as a human society. There are certain small pockets like nudist colonies, whatever there, they can do that. They've worked through that Victorian leftover that, you know, Puritan leftover mindset Mm. of of being weird about nudity but i i definitely been thinking being in a warmer climate how easier it would be just to walk around naked have you You ever been to a nude beach uh i i have not uh but your church go yeah my my dad accidentally walked his the youth i wasn't there (laughs) but my dad accidentally walked his youth group when he was a younger pastor through a nude beach so (laughs) 
They probably had a long purity conversation after that. Ooh. Oh, a long one. Uh, I I was thinking the other day. I was. This is a random aside, but you know we do have a, a young girl child, and the aside is this: I was watching the new like Jungle Book adaptation on Netflix with my brother and his girlfriend. And the Mowgli that they got to play, the child that got to play Mowgli in the series kind of had some like, I don't know, he just had a, a, a more feminine face. So at one point mm. I asked him, I was like, is Mowgli cast as a little girl? Like, did the little girl play the part of like the man cub Mowgli? And they were like, no, I don't think so. I may, I mean, that would be strange or whatever. Yeah, I think all of us said that. I'm not trying to vilify my brother's girlfriend or anything. But I remember thinking like, would it be strange? Like, some girls don't have boobs at age eight. So, like, could you cast a girl as Mowgli in the show without backlash? Probably not. I feel the same way with, like... Fat. That's a... Yeah, that gets into lots of different things. Yeah. I mean, not that I want to see, like, this nude girl. That, that's not the point of this. The point of this is just, like, at what point... Because it's mostly women who need to cover up, right? When we're having this conversation of like what's important and nudity and things like that. Like even when I see little girl kids in two-piece bathing suits, I'm like, that's just a waste of money. You ha you had to buy the top and the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, and so just like we're not like gonna buy wiggles of a freaking two-piece. She's either gonna just wear the bottom or a one-piece, or, or maybe give her little shorts. Yeah, that's why I said just wear the bottom because yeah. like I'm not paying and there aren't titties there. <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't right. be paying at all with titties we should, unless right, you want Right, that's to. really the conversation I'm getting or to. Breasts, but or whatever. Or anything. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let me get off of this before somebody's like, you just want to see kids naked. The people who know us and love us know that this podcast is rooted in integrity, comedy, and remember, if you are one of those people who enjoy the content that we are producing, I'm looking at all of these cameras, as you know. If you're somebody who's been enjoying the Sci-Fi Side podcast and you're like, I want to help in some small way, writing us a review is a really big help. So we got an incredible review and I will read it now. <clears throat> kind, logical human beings offering refreshing perspectives. Five stars. These two are hilarious and never miss a beat. The show isn't just sci-fi, but they will turn you on to some really obscure sci-fi media if that's what you came here for. Love that I have a new list of movies to view. Amber is the outspoken... Spoken. What, what was that? Amber is the outspoken voice of a black angel. And I really dig Ben's disgruntled former grassroots organizer vibe. Fresh perspective, old topics informing the present. This podcast is awesome and so needed. That's from ZVY Gal on Apple Podcasts. Awesome. Fantastic. We will turn you on and we will turn you on to good science fiction podcasts. Good okay, science fiction. Well, with that being said, let's get into the plot um, of this incredible series. You want to take it away? Yeah. So essentially, it's a direct sequel to the 1970 film, um, the Man Who Fell from Earth, uh, starring to Earth, starring David Bowie. So essentially, Thomas Newton is sent, you know, fifty years ago to Earth from Anthea to solve global warming on his home planet of Anthea, and he needs water. This episode starts where Thomas Newton has called one of his, you know, underlings, uh, played by the wonderful uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, 
uh, and his name is Faraday, uh, to come to Earth and to bring fusion with him. And so Faraday has to sort of discover what Thomas Newton's plan is for him and has to find the plans to create a device that would uh, create fusion to save both Anthea but also Earth because we now know that by 2030, Earth will be irrecoverably... Irrecoverably? Oh, you choked on that word. I don't even know. I don't even know. (laughs) Irrecoverably. (laughs) Irrevocably um, suffering from global warming and everyone will fucking die on both Earth and Anthea if they don't solve this. And so wonderful um, Faraday has to learn how to be human and he talks like this, like Anthea. And so he's learning how to be human like the whole time. From humans. It's so fantastic. And he had, like, learns little things in the first episode. Like, if you scream and yell fuck a lot, you can get what you want. And then he learns that, actually, that doesn't work with everybody. <laughs> it's just yeah. so fantastic. Well, he doesn't understand sarcasm. So when so- somebody said, like, well, if you scream and yell fuck a lot, you'll get what you want. He was like, oh, okay. Fuck! And, and, right. uh, and so he has to enlist the help of this woman. Uh, played by Justin Falls, Dr. Falls. She is a scientist. Played by Naomi Harris. Played by Naomi Harris, sorry. And uh, (laughs) the reason that Justin Justin Falls knows an algorithm to create cult, you know, fusion, and actually created fusion at one point, but as a result, we find out later, by the way, spoilers for everything, she killed um, her lover and then had a kid. So she's decided to leave science altogether and Faraday enlists her to help him create this um, fusion device. But it's so fantastic because you, you find out later that race actually plays a huge part in this because at one point the CIA is trying to, you know, capture Faraday. And once they capture Faraday, the, the main villain, Spencer Clay, says, you know, why do they send you, you know? <laughs> and Faraday's like, because Faraday's black, he's like, well, Justin Falls would have no reason to trust me if she looked like you, Spencer Clay, played by a white dude. Blue. And so it it plays with, like, skin, and, and uh, it's just a beautiful, like, one of the best episodes I think I've ever seen is basically, like, you know one of those YouTube... Um, essays you know how they do youtube essays and they show these different like clips and stuff there's basically one of those where faraday is talking directly straight to camera and it's this beautiful um you know thesis on what it means to be human and it comes down to both like the main purpose of humanity is to search for happiness but there's a flip side of that which is grief and antheans are so logical Mm -hmm. right and very, Antheans are also split up into basically two groups of people, adepts who are like the mentors and the, the leaders and drones who are just, you know, the, I don't want to call them the henchmen, but like the, they're subservient and they just follow orders and they just support the adepts um, ideas. If, if someone was watching this podcast, you know, who's who um, in that scenario. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, and what, These but what just, you find out though is that you cannot have adepts without drones. Correct. Every drone becomes an adept. So and you are the drone to my adept. I am the drone to you. And you need it. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's a closed system. At this point, system. you're just repeating what I'm saying. Exactly. It's a closed system. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, babe. Uh, oil, though. Oil is a big thing in yes. here. So right now, gas is like $4 here in Georgia. Tell us where it is, where you're at. Because Please do. It's, it's, it was like it's six, bucks in, six bucks in Chicago. And I hear right? in the Bay Area, it's like 8 to $10 a gallon. Oh, God. We are, we are addicted to oil. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I, I really think this entire season, this entire first season, really showed that you were wrong, Amber, right? I think you're completely wrong because you told me we should wait to buy Tesla, right? <laughs> We didn't have Tesla money. We could have. We could have. We could have taken out a loan. Sustainable nowadays, like we, sustainable yeah, is, things yeah. cost more money. Yeah, and that's what it's really the like. Whole thing is really which is bullshit. Up. Like sustainable food costs more money. Ethical cars cost more money. So you, you like to like pick at people who I do, but like even this cloth diapering journey is it can be a lot. And if we weren't working from home, that would pile up. So it's really hard to just question people's choices when like the government and the world, I guess at large, has not made it easy to do things ethically. Like, yeah. So continue what you were saying, Mr. I wanted a Tesla. Fair. Also, we think I think this show does a really good job because at one point, um, Faraday and Justin enlists the help of another man, a tech guy named Hatch, Hatch Flood. Hatch Flood is really funny. He's super dynamic. He's a great character, well acted. Um, I think all of us has met a Hatch before, you know, Mm -hmm. alcoholic. Spiraling. Spiraling, but very funny, um, super cynical. Always needs a favor from somebody. You're just like, are you calling me because you missed me or are you calling me because you need something? Yeah, yeah. So he's almost like an archetype of like of a lot of of maybe the the white man who is woke but also you know passionate but also you know gay and also yeah i I don't know there's you're watching youtube you see me pointing at ben uh any but at one point there's this idea where we think okay oil is a lot of money and we can just rid the world of oil and hatch hatch goes on this rant like you can't just introduce fusion right that would it, you can't just solve the energy crisis immediately because now um <laughs> there would be no sense in fighting over oil and governments would start to topple and the oil companies would lose all their money no one would need that uh, people wouldn't have to work as much anymore and it sort of delves into this idea that we think that, oh, here's an easy fix to something, right? Especially now in, in our political climate. We think, okay, if everyone just did this thing, there are so many unintended consequences. Yeah. To- there's a level of like that slippery slope mentality keeps progress from happening sometimes because it's like, Hatch, you're upset about that and you're upset about like, well, we can't just try something new because what if this fails and this, this fails? It's like the shit is failing now. Like yeah. something's got to change something like in the melee of like everything we're doing, the, the macabre of whatever we're doing has to change because this is not success right now. So maybe one or two things toppling would be of a benefit because tons of things are currently toppling. Yeah. Which is funny because you, you get this view, beautiful image of Anthea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would like to go to Anthea. And it looked terrible. Me too. I think there's this, like, I recognize that 
we love home, whatever we call home. But and and I and you know me, I'm not even a, a big person that's easily adaptable. But sometimes change is really good, like changing the way we do things if those things are not working are beneficial. And I think there, there's a part in the show where, so the doctor, just Dr. Justin Falls has her, her grandfather, no, her father is dying essentially, like slowly, like he's, he, he too was a genius as well. And he's slowly used, losing the use of his hands and things like that. And so at one point he is like near death and uh, Faraday heals him. But when Faraday heals him, he gives him essentially like pieces of him um, and his... And turns him into a drone. Essentially, yeah. yes. Like Anthean nature and whatever. And it's it's frustrating because... Well, it's hard, right? It's a rock and a hard place because obviously Justin doesn't want her father to not be himself. But in this new form, he is stronger... He's gotten his like mathematical aptitude back. Yeah. And there's this, what we've seen sort of in Lilith's brood, there's this resistance to be like, well, I don't want him to be an alien like yeah. you. Like he needs to be back just his plain human self. And it's like, but that version of himself is a weaker version. Like, so where do we go? Like we, we want people to be what we want them to be when sometimes it's like, it might not be horrible that he can think more critically and but he like lost some elements of who he used to be like but i don't know he loses the ability to remember feelings yeah. and he has to write sucks. down feelings and and justin is like what did you do to him like why did you heal him but everything that you do has you know these unintended consequences right. going back to that that theme the other thing it it deals with is this whole idea of immigration. Of course. Right. Yes. And immigration is a huge part. So Spencer Clay, our CIA evil villain, uh, he's an asshole to waitresses. That's sort of our first introduction to him. Mm -hmm. You know, he asks for a lemon. She brings him a lemon. But he's like, didn't I say lime? She brings him a lime. And he's like, didn't. But I really meant it. he's so he he's basically a psychopath. Right. Right. He, and he's proud that he deported, you know, thousands of people and um and he himself we later find out is like a russian immigrant right isn't that just i mean that's that's it right that's <laughs> i mean that's always the worst when someone who's like but i immigrated the right way like these other people are the problem it's like not only was it he an immigrant but his he believes his mother to be a terrorist which spoiler alert Turns out that she was actually also working for the CIA, and there's this whole, you know, mystery backstory to to him, which they do well. But I, what is more compelling is how they show the CIA as being completely amoral, right? They the mm -hmm. only sometimes the CIA does things that are beneficial for humanity, sometimes, but most of the time they are doing things that only benefit wealthy americans yep and and there's this scene where they um go to cambodia and cambodia has this ridiculous terrible relationship with uh cia the cia the cia coming in throwing um toppling governments i don't know it, it does a good job like tapping into that but it, it's funny because you know 60 years ago the cia 
on like old TV because your dad just watches old TV all the time. And so CIA <laughs> and secret agents were so cool. And like, we thought them to be these great um, value makers of American justice and protecting us. And that's just shifted now, I think, because yeah, things that have been hidden forever are coming to light. We're like, yeah. realize the <laughs> it CIA. It also doesn't help when we're like trying, we have this sort of influx of like, true true crime podcasts and tv shows and docu-series and we are solving crimes <laughs> or like yeah. in we our don't brains, need the cia we can do it ourselves yeah, well, well the, the 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 format in which these stories are told really make us believe that we can solve these crimes one and two the people have solved crimes like when I, I'm, I'm thinking about specifically of shows like Don't Fuck With Cats, right? Or the mm-hmm. docuseries, rather. Like, people are in the comments being like, wait, I think I saw that vacuum in a store in Canada. So this yeah. person must be in Canada. Like, or so, this, this place or that place. Yeah. Yes, like, people are now sort of capable of looking in the background of a TikTok video and figuring out where somebody is from. Maybe it's because we're all chronically online or whatever. So I... And as new technology comes out, we cannot solely trust these like older white men in the CIA because they don't know, you know, what the fuck a Tamagotchi is or what an algorithm is or, you know, it's like this, this um, acronym is from a Reddit thread. Like sometimes they don't always know that because they're old. Like that's yeah. just the, the reality of it. So like Gen Zers can solve crimes sometimes more quickly or they can at least be like, oh, you know what kind of people use this dialect? The people that live in the Bay or the people that live in Indiana or whatever, you know? I, I Yeah, but I think what the CIA does well is their ability Currently. to- yeah manipulate people and pressure people of course there's some some specialized training i'm not saying they're completely worthless but sometimes like like, finding assets yeah but sometimes it is just like why are like gamers on twitter cracking the case to this (laughs) instead of like people who are paid to do this you know what i mean like remember we were watching that like web of lies yeah the web of lies yeah on netflix i'm just like and it, they well, what are they interview an FBI yeah, yeah they interview an FBI agent and he pretty bluntly says that a lot of these um, white supremacist groups in the white supremacist episode are sort of one step ahead of the FBI in far as far as their ability to communicate their ability to um, you know get people together through the internet and yeah I know it's a little scary so. Yeah, I remember seeing earlier this year there was a video of this uh, this l- young black kid. He's probably like eleven, and his mom's picking him up or picking him up from school, and she's like, "You see this kid back here? He just hacked the entire school's Wi-Fi and database, and they had to cancel school." And so I'm just like, "Okay, so why isn't this kid on the fast track to you know?" either working for the government or working for some secret agency or like, like, why are we sitting here? Why is the school punishing this child? Like, yeah, maybe some punishment should be there, but like we need to pick up kids like this and literally use them to help solve crimes and hacking. I don't know about that because I think some of this knowledge is so ubiquitous, especially among younger kids that you have to be, sort of a sociopath or you have to be some sort of twisted person to actually use that skill. For example, like it doesn't take a lot of skill to go out and buy a gun and shoot up a a supermarket. Right. Right. 
Like that's, I mean, guns are ubiquitous almost in the same way that certain technological information is ubiquitous. But just because it's available doesn't mean that the people who decide to do that should be hired to do those kinds of things. I think like the ability to hack a school Wi-Fi's network is not that difficult because we don't create enough for an eleven-year-old. I don't think. I don't think it's not. I don't think it's as because guess ridiculous for as, a black eleven-year-old oh. child. I just feel like the response would be totally different if this was, you know, a young Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. Because he did do stuff like that. He did hack Harvard's Wi-Fi and database, and he's a fucking billionaire. Yeah, well, he's a billionaire because of his ability to like play people and manipulate people. It wasn't his his actual techno technological skills. That's BS. I don't think I he was writing people, he was writing code that was basically the same code that you can be manipulative and not know how to write code. Yeah, but when you combine the two it becomes a right. dangerous. Well I think it's I mean I think I, I Mark think, Zuckerberg is dangerous. He's a Yeah, dangerous I think but I think human. it's not fair to say like well he's he's a billionaire because he he's manipulative and just dismiss all of his like computer science and algorithmic knowledge. Like all of well, like their they, I, I don't think he's enterprise. exceptionally smart when it comes to that. He he and a bunch of other programmers came up with he didn't even come up with the idea of Facebook. It was already there. Right. And he just he just played. He but just I know I, but he knew how to make it better. Sure. Like, and, I'm not and I'm not a Mark I'm not a Zuckerberg stand. I'm just saying like if if Wild hacked a school's a whole like district's Wi Fi network or whatever and they suspended her, like what would be your response? I'd be like, good. I know. That's so why No, good that she got suspended. Okay. You would not just say that. You you would Well, like how did she I mean, I'd be like, first of all, if you if you allow this kid to hack your network, obviously you didn't have any firewalls in place. Or that kid is just really intelligent also. There Perhaps. two things can yeah. be true at one time. Perhaps. But here's here's You my know problem. you would enroll her in some sort of like computer tech. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean uh, she probably would have already been enrolled for her to do that. But here's my problem, this idea that, oh, What's brilliance brilliance is the cause of your money-making abilities. No, I didn't just, say just that. Yeah, but, you know, Justine or Jessie, as Jessie, as her, as her father calls her, is brilliant. She, she, for a moment, for a second, she was able to create fusion. She didn't have the proper, you know, alien technology to make it sustainable. But she she's now, like, spending her life shoveling up waste in this when when faraday meets her she's you know trying to make ends meet you know working 15 20 an hour and she's not using her skills and actually faraday at one point says you know i will i will help you i will give you this device but you have to promise me that you um, live your purpose again. yeah you know faraday's whole thing is like you have to live your purpose you know you have to be a scientist and there is purpose. And it's this show has this really cosmic sort of um, theme of, you know, the earth is dying, but then it gets into these very intimate, beautiful relationships that I, I yeah. honestly was crying at, at points. It was so precious. It was, they did, the writing is brilliant. I just think near the end, and maybe this is because we binged like six episodes in a day on the back half. There were some pacing issues for me, you know. Yeah. Like, 
like that was just kind of irrefutable. Like there were some times where I was just like, okay, pick it the fuck up. I completely disagree. I think the pacing was awesome. And you know why? They have a lot of fully realized tertiary characters. For example, the floods, you have Hatch Flood and his sister Edie Flood, and they are in charge of Origin. Origin is, is this tech company that used the original Anthean, Thomas Newton's, used all his technology to become very wealthy, very famous. And their father is this awful, terrible man who used to like, you know, fat shame, body shame Edie Flood and manipulate her and tear her down to such a, to such a point that he was not going to turn over the company to her. And Edie Flood decides to push him you find out sort of the last episode, essentially push him off these cliffs and kill him. And part of the reason she does that, that triggering moment is that her father says, you never learn to shoot first. And as we're realizing that she is way more insidious than we first imagined, uh, she, she has an argument with her son, Clive, and he, she... <laughs> she goes into the house and walks out with a shotgun and shoots a horse in front of her son Clive for the, you know to simply imply that I'm the I'm the one who has the power I can shoot first and it's very like disturbing scene this horse was already sick it was going to die i mean she doesn't ethically kill this horse but she does it as a statement of her like i can make decisions i, I don't know i think Edie flood I think they did a good job with Edie Flood, and I think that they did a good job with character development, but there were some lulls near the end. I think the show started just, like, super captivating. So like, you had my full attention. And near maybe episode, like, seven and eight, I was like, okay, I'm losing momentum here. I feel like this could have been, like, when I'm looking back at some scenes, I'm like, this could have been cut. This could have been filtered out. Like, or... Or let me say this, because, you know, I love steaks. If you follow this podcast, you know I'm a big person about, like, things. Prime like rib. Steaks. S-T-A-K-E-S. Like, let's make it plain. Like, in real life, people die. Like, people, Yeah, they should have killed more people or something. Yes, especially. Okay, so the father, Spencer for example. Spencer Clay gets shot through the mouth. I know, but. And that was very satisfying, but like the dad legit almost died like three times and it just never happened. I was just kind of like, and I oh. loved him. He was a great actor, but I'm like, he probably not, he probably gonna survive this time based on whatever. Like, that's just not real life. Like I was watching another movie the other day where like this one family survives this like apocalypse when like basically nobody else does. I'm like, just like this At is why, kill the like sun. the perfect storm was good because it's like we all died. Like sometimes motherfuckers die. Like I, 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 like why would you have a father who's near death, who's sick, and Jesse has Jesse's father? Yeah, Jesse's Jesse has made it her life's like her life's purpose is to be a scientist and focus on that passion and that brilliance. But kind of her father's sickness is sort of taking a lot of her attention, and she's paying a lot for bills and. It was not that her dad sick and dying was the biggest factor to her leaving science, but she had to take care of her dad. And Faraday's whole message to her was like, you need to be living your purpose. Like it is a waste of resources to continue what taking care of the, of the elderly. Your purpose. 
and and even Jesse's dad was like, it kind of is a waste of resources to be taking care yeah. of us. He's like, which is fucked up. Which is fucked. Up. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not ageist, but I'm just saying like, why would you write a book where a character is sick and they don't die? Like, I I don't get that. I mean, that just gets make in, them well. That gets into this other theme where you have an entire world at stake, and this is where it can get a little frustrating. Where like, why would just Justin falls like? stress and and eventually she has to tell her daughter like i am trying to make a better world the reason i'm not here with you they get separated at some point is because everyone will fucking die so stop being a little brat and get your shit together that type of thing right uh i i get it it does sort of make their relationship a little bit less uh i don't know because it's so illogical to and have one of the most brilliant scientists in the world. Like, why doesn't she just... I mean, she's struggling. I mean, she feels guilty because she of is course, responsible. Of course. She, she killed. So she doesn't really want to, you know, be involved in science. But the show had that conversation of her reminding her child that she's doing passionate work like six times. Too, too many times. I was yeah. like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Like, like we get like, it. You little, love your child. Little kids. Sometimes you have to do that multiple times. I know, but I don't have to see every time as a viewer. And I'm sorry. Like the penultimate episode was way better than the finale. Yeah. Or also at one point in the show, this these are we're getting into the size of the show now. At one point in the show, we're kind of getting the impression that. Justin Falls and Faraday are like maybe falling for each other. And that was just so unnecessary, especially I, because he had a whole family on Anthea. I so, was like, so you just fully cheating on your alien wife and kids. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not bought into this. It's like, well, this is my earthly bitch. All right. I, I was not bought into their love story. I, I think like, yeah. why does there need to be a love story? Like if there's a man because and a woman, why does there have to be a love? Love story? is a very unique human emotion. And for, Faraday to accomplish his mission he needed to embrace this human side of him and that's sort of where Thomas Newton fell apart right is this idea that Thomas Newton fails his mission because he falls in love with a woman Mary Lou and because of that love he becomes an alcoholic right he's captured by the CIA he's tortured by the CIA and then he becomes in charge of a major oil company right like here's a guy who who came to discover fusion. So Thomas Newton and Faraday are sort of in their diametric opposites and they oppose each other in many ways. And what I think they're showing is that love and connection doesn't have to result in pain and suffering, which is yeah. sort of what I think the first the first film sort of looks into. And talking about Mary Lou, Thomas Newton's, you know, original love from the first film, she ends up becoming a nun in this like bomb ass like yeah, nunnery, cool. and she gets shot. She gets yeah, brutally she murdered and killed, protecting. Uh, yeah, but we didn't Faraday love and, Mary Lou. Yeah. Like she was a cool character, but like I think you I have think, to sometimes. It, it can't just be killing tertiary and secondary characters. Yeah, especially you, you, you when there's needed, literally an old man who is ailing. I'm yeah. like, why is he sick then? If he's two not old men. That are Thomas Newton is also ailing, and yes. he got his eyes removed by the CIA, and but he still has eyes. Like there were some things that just he has his antheonized, eyes. You're right. I am a cynic. I'm just. I'm kind of just like you like over... to kill. You like people dying. You need. 
you need the body count need to be a little I, bit higher. You would like the Walking Dead. I don't dead. like people dying. I just don't need these like bullshit love stories. I, I yeah. even in Stranger Things, like I don't care about Mike and Eleven. I, I don't care about that. Like wow, like, we're gonna get canceled. I, that was that no, was the line that I don't care about Lucas and Max. I don't care about kids kissing. Like I just cannot get invested in this. Like and you don't care about adults kissing. As I well. don't care about Hopper and Damn, Joyce. You're a romantic. I don't like, but but you can show love without romantic love. Yeah, like you can show. Friendship so love. You didn't you think show uh, that Faraday's and Jesse's parental kiss love at the end was? Uh, they I kiss thought it at was messed end. up because he's like, "I'm on my way back home to Anthea to reunite with my family." But that's well, let me thing. get some Antheans... sugar in before you go. That's not. <laughs> but Antheans don't have that kind of love and that affection. Like he, he's like, I, I didn't love my family. Faraday realized he didn't love his family until he embraced that human side of him. But there was a moment in the show where he said he loved Molly, the child. He's like, y'all taught me real love. Like, I love this child like my own. That was enough for me. Mm. I didn't then also need him to fall in love with the scientist. Maybe it's like an embrace of polyamory. But then it's just like, what? Did, did, did you think that them... Being attracted to one another and falling for each other was necessary. I think yes they, or no? I think they're playing with the original film a little bit, right? Like, which we didn't watch the original film, that but the I question. know I know about it, and I think that it's sort of this homo- uh, you know homage to the original film. So, but did it work for me? I you're right. I could have done without it. I think people do that to us all the time. They're like, show more pictures of y'all kissing. Why? We're married. I like him. I like the guy. He's okay. I, yeah. Do I need to tongue kiss maybe, him? Maybe it was a... Fr- they didn't tongue kiss. And maybe it was a f- friendship kiss. If y'all watch The Man Who Fell to Earth, y- there is a kiss at the end. Amber hates the kiss. I think it's a nice... I, mean, I, I love love, but it's just kind of like, can't a woman just be a scientist without having to fall in love? Like, Because yeah. y'all already played that whole... I don't like, think she... Got distracted. You think She's she fell in love? I didn't, I didn't... I think they were trying to get us there. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because there's this idea that if you make an Anthean fall in love with you, right? And Mary Lou says this to Jesse, is that you can ruin them, right? Like they can be ruined by love. And I thought that was a beautiful theme. Like you could. I do. I do. I love love. I'm just tired of the Instagram photo of y'all at dinner and y'all on the beach and y'all like, I think there are other way. And that's kind of just the kind of comedy I create anyway as well. Right. Or, or that we create, it's like we're in love, but every day doesn't have to be down on one knee roses and you know, tears. Yeah. But I love you. True. True. Yeah. But, but the, he, uh, Faraday doesn't, fall on roses i mean he is at some point at one point earlier in the season they call him you know to sort of explain away his alienness they call him um autistic wait so you don't love me oh yeah i love you i thought that was implied <laughs> it was i'm sitting next you didn't to you say it so it didn't ha- <laughs> i'm sitting next to you everybody who sits next to me loves me just so we're clear you're right. it's funny actually jesse trying to teach faraday how to be more human oftentimes i think you are teaching me how to be more human it's very relatable. Say more. Or just I am Amber 
uh, early in our relationship, all, very often called me socially unaware. You know, like I just like you can't do that. You're you're taking too much space, and you can't you know because you know I'm a white, and so thinking <laughs> in terms of space and you know and. Well, sometimes you were just physically, I'm like, get move. <laughs> but Jesse has to teach, you know, him how to not be a dick and how not to. <laughs> I have to teach you that too. Ben, ben recently just was a dick about something. Like Ben does this thing where he's honest no matter what. So which is you'll be like, my I was like, it's my favorite my location. Auntian. And Ben will be like, this is the worst fucking place I've ever been in my fucking life. Oh, I'm just like. I'm so embarrassed. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I think I was just. I was nervous about getting to this concert on time. Amber and I went to a concert, but before, I'm so embarrassed. I feel so bad. Well, we didn't I, really tell the full story. Long story very short, because I'm not going to make you keep feeling... Well, maybe I am. Long story very short, uh, my parents took Ben to like one of, his, one of their favorite restaurants around town, and they were like, how'd you enjoy it? How was it? And Ben could have maybe said like... They asked me, how were the tacos at this place we went to? And Ben was like, honestly, they were the worst fucking tacos I've ever had in my life. I didn't say I fucking. Like, you didn't, but you. I didn't say fucking. <laughs> I d- you said, honestly, they were the worst tacos I've had but in my life were, ever. They were so That's fine, but you could just be like, the oh, I think cool. I need some more seasoning, they, but I had to get some. Like, yeah, I don't I know. know. You were just I brutal with the shit. And they were like, oh. And they brought the salad out. They, I got like this avocado salad and literally <laughs> they like put up. An ice cream scoop. It looked like an ice cream scoop. <laughs> You're such a snob. Uh, on like a spring mix. All right. Well, I mean, I, there you I have was it, being folks. truthful. Don't take like Ben out to eat with you because he will tell you exactly how he feels about the food that you bring to the table. Um, also, just one quick thing that I do love about the show: it will remind you to drink water. Oh my he god! He runs on water. He loves water so much. He has like four stomachs, and every time he drank water, I was like. I should be. Drinking I should water. be drinking water as well. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but do you have anything else to say about the show? I mean, in conclusion, it. Uh, I might. Can I warp up the show? Go ahead, warp up. I'm the gonna show. warp. In conclusion, this this show is fucking awesome, man. I we don't have show time, so uh, it sort of makes it a little bit. It's a little pricey to watch, but it is a hundred percent worth it. I think. Um, I think episode six has this whole one of the best episodes i've ever seen what it means to be human yep it's a gorgeous film peaked uh i think watching it actually binging it makes for a nicer um (laughs) a nicer uh experience i really look forward to see where they take it i hope they continue more but also it sort of ends pretty nicely right you don't have to really do uh another season they can if they want but i was very satisfied with the ending it's a beautiful film, um, or I mean TV show. So yeah, check it out, y'all. Thanks, Ben. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. Up next for episode 94, we will be watching the science fiction musical Neptune Frost. Where's that streaming, baby? Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. So get on over to Amazon. Watch Neptune Frost, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Now come kiss me.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.